the wrong way, Chris? Yeah, you gotta have to repeat yourself there, mate. Fucking shit, boy. Like, fuck, G'day everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the FIFO Fam podcast. Uh, we thought we'd just uh, look back on these 10 episodes, well, nine episodes that we've done and sort of what we've learnt so far about making this podcast and recording and yeah. What do you reckon? I don't know. I've gone blank. <laughs> we've talked for too long. Anyway, well, first one Sorry. on the list is we, <laughs> we listen to each other, so... Well, obviously, yeah. We've we've talked in every episode about how much we believe communication is key and how in the first couple of years of our relationship it didn't really it got sidelined a lot due to multiple things, due to work overload from your end and me bottling everything up. Um, so we have nailed down the communication. But what I've found doing this podcast Basically, by making it public, Boyd all of a sudden listens and absorbs everything that I say. Because <laughs> I need to make the best image for myself, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, like definitely now I've noticed when I say something, it doesn't just kind of feel like it's being ignored or going up one ear out the other. Yeah. Or like you act on it for a day. Like I feel like it actually is fully being absorbed and you have kind of – You've always been like, oh, you do such a good job, but never really um, responded and kind of given me recognition in terms of help. Whereas now I feel like by sitting here and discussing it so openly with each other, and then obviously we're sharing it, but um, because we're just, I'm sitting here and openly telling you, I'm writing things down. um, You know, I've, I've gone to post a couple of things and I've sent you what I'm, what I was feeling like, and you've gone, holy shit, like, is this really what you're feeling? And then I've never ended up posting it, so sorry about that. But, um, like- it's, it's a good idea, just like it's kind of like a type of journaling, I guess, writing your feelings down, what you're feeling in that moment. But, but then by sharing it with you, I feel like you're really, you're really taking it in, and um, that big one of you know I've had a couple of like this last week was easy I completely shut off basically from the world and just um took my kids out and let them kind of rule the roost and pick where we were going and the time frames and stuff like that and that was really good but the two weeks before that um I was kind of struggling a bit with just an overload of things. You were just trying to keep to a schedule and... We just had so many things on. We were so busy through breaks and we were so busy through um, when you were away and I needed that time to, you know, restore myself and I wasn't having it. Um, But then by saying those emotions and those feelings, typing them out to you, I didn't even have to look you in the face or say it or, like, I didn't have to say it and then we go, oh, but it, it's fine, it's fine, like, let's yeah. go. Because I just think back to that conversation we had and going, oh, you know, you could be feeling like this or just giving you an extra hand to take that workload off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like I just feel like by really, really, I don't know, you're just you're taking it in more, but I feel like I'm expressing it in so much more detail and I'm not just blowing it off. I'm saying, oh, I'm feeling, I'm not saying I'm feeling a bit shit. And then going, oh, but that's okay. I'm yep. all good. I'm actually saying, babe, I'm feeling a bit shit and this is why and listing the reasons and you're going, 
holy shit, that's not just one thing. Like, there's multiple things. Plus hormones, like, far out women. Get your shit together. No, like, (laughs) far out. Like, you can't just switch these things off. And really being in tune with your cycle so many times now, like, honestly, not being on the pill and actually watching my cycle, I get to know myself so much better and just tracking that and going, why are you smiling at me like that? I'm just wondering what I can get a word in. Um, Women and cycles. You want to talk about that? You can talk about that by yourself (laughs) another time. But, yeah, like I definitely feel like by writing it down and expressing it to you, you are fully taking it in and responding. Yeah. And I don't know whether that, whether it's doing this podcast has, I don't know, somewhat made me accountable for, I don't know, listening and communicating properly, but I've noticed ever since we've started it, maybe it's subconsciously that I'm, yeah, just paying a lot more attention because I guess I do have that accountability now because we're talking about it, we're making it public. Mm. And then if people see the opposite, you know, whether we're out in public or on social media or whatever, they'll be like, well, they're not really keeping true to who they are kind of thing. Or well, I mean, really. everyone's always going to drop the ball. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the thing is, like, if I drop a lot of balls, I feel I like this is my <laughs> – <laughs> if I um, misplace my workload <laughs> a lot of times. Misplace the load. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find – um, like maybe in the past you often weren't there to help me pick it up. Yeah. But by being more vocal and you really watching our life a lot more from other than just being like work, holiday, work, holiday, work, holiday, it's it's so much, yeah, and nicer. Yeah, and it's probably not even like it's probably not even me just picking up when you need help. It's you communicating a lot more mm. because in the past you'd just be like, whatever, I'll do it by myself and not even talk to me about it. But now that you're actually we're communicating with each other a lot better, you go, hang on, can you, you know, can I just have a hand with this? I have to admit, it's and, still much quicker mm. if I do it by myself. Yeah, like your washing powder incident. Last, oh, I promised I wouldn't talk about <laughs> bloody laundry this episode. Did you? When did I, you promise Well, that? I promised it to myself. I was going to pin you for it if you did it. But anyway. you. Oh, okay. So I was carrying Teddy, picked up laundry, and then also put on lemons in the dryer and moved washing powder. And I dropped the washing powder. Yeah. Lemons in a dehydrator, not not a laundry dryer. I mean, I wonder if that would work. Anyone tried that? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we've been definitely talking to each other a lot better and understand have that greater understanding of each other and how we're feeling without even talking, I guess. Yeah, just, like just mapping down how I'm feeling and sending it to Boyd yeah. and him not having not having another option but to read it and really take it in mm. is good. And I, when I sent it to Boyd, I have to admit, I didn't even kind of expect the response that I got. In saying that, your response actually put me in a worse place initially. Yeah. Um, because some of the words you used, you were like, I completely understand. And I, you know, 
I get it and all this. And I literally was like, firstly, I was actually in a fine place. Secondly, don't you like you don't understand. You can uh, don't say that to someone who's telling you that their specific job role is taking it out of them and they're struggling with it if you don't play that job role ever. Yeah, I, and I was obviously just trying to help at the time and I don't know, didn't think about what I was saying. I, I, don't, I don't know. I was just trying to help. You were trying I, to help. I was supporting but just obviously didn't have the right words to that you needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, in, in saying that, then we got to the point because then when we both discussed it. And also I I responded to that. I didn't just go, okay, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, thanks, I, I literally went, don't tell me you understand. You've literally never had done this. Mm. You've never had to have two kids by yourself. For a week straight. For a, well, You've never done it for a day straight. Yes, I have. Oh, one kid. You, no, you've never done morning, midday, and bedtime. No. All the way through no, and overnight. Haven't. No, not with ever. two of them. No. I don't think you've even done it with Scarlett. Scarlet. Yeah, when you had, um, when you went to hospital with Teddy. Oh, so when I was having a baby. That's literally <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm okay. not saying I had the two okay. kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've done it once when I literally had. I'm gonna tell you. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, you haven't done it, so don't. Yeah, basically, just don't tell someone that you understand when you don't. Well, you've never knee put it on a one in eight incline before, so. And I've also never said I understand the feeling and the workload. I've said things like I understand being tired and I understand other things, but you. Yeah, you have to say it in different wording. And not when someone has just let every single emotion out into a text message to you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's one thing sort of putting out those emotions and letting people or, yeah, letting your partner or whatever know about them. But uh, another thing we've sort of realised from doing this podcast is that there's a lot of uh, people with – uh, hitting, hidden feelings and um, things going on under the surface that they don't really pass on to other people and let them know about. Yeah. Like a, a lot of anxiety issues and stress, which can lead to depression. And obviously, in mining, a lot of the stats are there to show that it um, – I think it's, yeah, one, one in three uh, people doing FIFO, it affects um, in some way, gets some sort of mental – are those stats including like your partners? Like that wouldn't be including yeah, even sure. your partners. That no. would just be including the people actually yeah, away. FIFO workers, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Just FIFO workers. But we've actually, a couple of the things that we've posted over the last, what is this episode? So the last 10 weeks, um, we've had people messaging in saying, oh, I can totally relate to this. And I think it's something that's close to, a large majority of FIFO workers' hearts, I guess, is they. Everyone that's worked in the industry knows the mental strain that it can, that can come with the work, and um, yes, the the toll it can take on some people's mental health. And I think also like the other thing with FIFO is once you're in FIFO, um, there are other there's there's a lot of other outlets, but. The struggle to jump from FIFO into another job role is really hard. And, like, I think when we consider, like, our, you know, five, ten-year life plan, often we're, like, just last weekend I was asked if Boyd plans to be in FIFO forever. And I was like, no. Like, honestly, 
I don't think he would still be here today if that was if he knew that he would be in FIFO forever. Yeah. Um, we basically work on a, you know, two year plan in terms of FIFO life. Yeah. Um, and keep working from there. But the issue is that when you're in FIFO, to get another job, especially like your first place when you were driving, they didn't even give you tickets for off-site. So anything that you were... They par- did, yeah, they did. No, the they end. did at the end when oh, you yeah, were yeah. made redundant. Yeah. You yep. were allowed to buy your tickets. But if you left by choice, you didn't have your tickets. So everything that you had worked for in those years, yep. you were no longer passed out on. You could say, yes, I've done this for the last yep. however many years. But you don't technically have those tickets. And... It's just one of the other things that makes it hard to then go into another job role. And so then you just feel stuck. Yeah. Well, the good, the good thing about mining, though, is that you don't necessarily need those tickets. You can just prove that you've got experience. To stay like, in mining, but if yeah. you want to get out of it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at. Like a lot of mining jobs, you can hop on like heavy machinery, like trucks and so on with like on entry level. Mm. But if you want to move on to something you know, a different kind of lifestyle, a different roster. If you want to work in the civil, yeah, you, you need those. You need those tickets, and you can put on your resume that you've done it, but you don't have those tickets. And so, if yeah. someone else does, they're going to get that job. Yeah, above and you. a lot, a lot of jobs require that certification. So. Yeah, so then you have to go out on your own, and if you work like a two and one, which ultimately you would get like what six days home when you were doing yeah. a two and one. Yeah. So then you have six days. Two of those are a weekend. So you really don't have very many days to then go and get passed out on other stuff. You've already spent two weeks away from your family, busy yep. working, and then you've got to go and put yourself in, you know, doing all these things just to potentially get a different job role. And a lot of a lot of workplaces um, wouldn't allow you to do that mm. in your work hours. No, you can't. No. No, so yeah, it's a it's a lot of time taking out of your own spare time, but but yeah, like that's why you feel a lot of people, I think, and a few people have come to us and said like you get stuck in this life yep. and you feel like you can't get out and that you've got nothing else to work for, so you, like you just keep doing it because the pa- the pay is good, the lifestyle is good, but yeah, it it, it would have been in one of the first episodes, the pros and cons episode, it, yeah. Pay's good, the lifestyle's good, but you do make those sacrifices and whether you're happy making them forever, that's goes from person to person. But I don't think I've heard of a single person doing that forever. Yeah. Yeah. Some people love it. Some people are happy doing that for their for their whole life and just having that Forever. Yeah. Literally from, you know, nineteen all the way through to yeah. well, retirement age is what like 75 now? No, oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, some people just love it. Some people, it's just in their blood and they love everything about mining. But, yeah, some people, they just do it to get ahead, and which was our plan originally, but <laughs> I'm still there. And I, I don't mind the work. I, I can honestly say that there wouldn't be a lot of people out there that would stay in it if they won the lotto or something, but... <laughs> No, I have to admit the amount of times you've bought a lotto ticket and gone, if I if, if my numbers get cold, I'll be home in an hour. Like, <laughs> Yeah, after those real shit days. But nah, like 
end of the day, like when I when I started where I am now, I I really didn't like it. It was a starting at entry level again, and it was a uh, completely new job role, and yeah, just starting at the bottom again and having to go through all that. It was um, really degrading, and I I honestly hated it. I was like, oh, I don't even know if I can stick this out, but. I think degrading is a really good word because you'd been one of the higher roles and you'd worked in mining for so long and then you had to ultimately just go into a new job role and no one really even cared that you'd been in mining. It was just, nope, like we don't give a shit. Yeah. You are what you are. I remember you being like the day that you didn't have to wear a green hat anymore. Yeah. And you were like, oh, thank God that target is just off my back. Yeah. Yeah. For reference, a green hat is basically a newbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing doing your probation period. Yep. And then the second, and everyone, what do you say? Like everyone basically targets you or looks at you funny, and oh, it, you just it, feel. Yeah, it does. It's a mental thing, but in a way, it is good because if you if you see a green hat looking around like confused, you always go up to them and ask them if they need a hand because they're obviously you know fairly new there and. Yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, but that mental yeah. impact on you, especially if you're right at the end of your probation period, and you sort of you know your way around. Like obviously, you don't know everything, but you know way your way around, and you don't want to be put in the same bunch as someone that's just started. Yeah, I do remember you being like, I think it got dragged out a week longer because mm. of night shift or something, and you were yeah. like, I fucking still got my green hat, <laughs> like. But. but yeah, to to this day, I'm. Well, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it now. I'm getting a bit of variety of work, so it's definitely, yeah. It's taken off a lot of that mental um, drain and the negativity towards it. And now, yeah, it's got the basic negativity, yeah. but the, the the I guess the depressive side has yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. Lift- you, yeah, you still have your bad days. Like you have your days where you're flat out and nothing, well, I don't mind the flat out days, but the days where nothing works out for you in your favour, it's. Mm-hmm. You yeah. always tell me the worst days are when you step in a big puddle at, at five thirty <laughs> yeah, or something. You, yeah, you fill your boots up at like yeah, seven in the morning. There are worse things that can happen, I guess. And yeah, going on with that whole sort of mental side of things, yeah, that I guess reiterating, but yeah, that you sort of realise how many people are going that are in the same boat as you, and the amount of people that have actually messaged in and say saying, "Oh my god, like." It's good, but like it's relieving to hear that I'm not the only one going mm. through this sort of mental cycle. Yeah. It's a huge, like, life in general is a mental cycle. And if you've never dealt with anxiety or anything like that, you are, you, I would have to say you are a minority and you are lucky. Yeah. Um, and even I would have to admit that I have always suffered with certain levels of anxiety but mine were really heightened after teddy yeah that's when i probably hit my worst in terms of anxiety what was like if you don't mind sharing with it like what was the main issue with your anxiety like what was what were you most anxious about with teddy um i guess oh sleep deprivation in heightens every emotion oh of course yeah. so teddy i was Scarlett slept through from seven days and we've had a few nights with her bad, but she's always slept and she's always given us sleep. So while she didn't sleep during the day, so 
don't think that we won the lotto there. Um, she refused to nap during the day, but it still meant that we got our sleep during the night. And I have to say, hands down, sleep deprivation makes everything worse. Of course, yeah. Everything. It heightens every emotion, every feeling. Um, another thing would be after Teddy, um, my cesarean was a lot worse. I couldn't. Yep. I was in a lot more pain for a really long time, even at my six-week checkup where normally you're absolutely fine. I wasn't even sure if they were going to pass me to drive because I was still in pain and asking what was wrong. Um, and so that that led to anxiety, not just because I was in pain, I was sleep deprived, but I couldn't exercise or do anything. I was con- I was constantly bunkered down with two children. You were back at work. Yeah. And I could barely get through the days and all of those things just add to all of those emotions. And then obviously what really came out in me was anxiety for everything. I was anxious to leave the house. I One big one for me and it's something that really it made me realize after I remember one morning we were supposed to go to football and it was the first day and you were home we were both going to go. We we're going to take Teddy. Teddy was literally going to meet so many people. Yeah. And I got ready, got the kids ready. And then, yeah, I was last to get ready. Yeah. And I went to get dressed and I felt so shit about myself. Obviously, having been in a cesarean, having a cesarean and then in so much pain, I just felt shit about what I looked like, how I felt. Yeah. And I didn't want to go. And I remember just, all of a sudden, everyone was ready. I'd gotten everyone ready. I'd used up any emotion that I had to get everyone else in the house ready. And then I went to get myself ready and I just crashed and everything built up. I was like, you know, I'm not good enough. I look I look terrible. I'm, you know, my hair's shit. I'm, I can't fit in my jeans. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see people, you know, I just felt gross. Yeah. And I'm every- sure a lot of... Not not just new mothers, but yeah, second or third time around. Yeah, that definitely feel the same sort of feelings. And I just remember, I remember yelling at you, and actually just being like, "Just leave. I'm not going." Mm. I had girlfriends that I had messaged all morning about going, and yeah. I was ready to go. Everything was there, but it was just that I had used every single bit in me that was positive to get every other person in this house ready. Yeah, and when it came to getting myself ready, I just crashed. And that's probably one of the points where it got the worst. And then I went, you know what? Pardon me and don't hold me to this. Like I worked through the pain a lot. I went, you know what? If I want to feel better about myself, I need to do this slowly and I need to have some element of pain to build these muscles back and feel better. And you know what? That's what I did. Yeah. And as much as, well, we, we we don't we don't offer medical advice on this show, so <laughs> this is pure pure experience, our own experience. Yeah, I mean, I have a pretty good pain threshold, so for me, working through pain really doesn't uh, through uh, pain like that. Don't ask me to actually like hold weights and shit like that properly. Um, but yeah, I just kind of went. That was one of my lowest points, and I remember you left, and I just like sobbed all day kind of thing, got through the day with the kids and then put them to bed. And, and yeah, you went to football and 
I don't know if that was a good thing that you went to football or a bad thing. Mm. It was. It probably had its benefits both ways, to yep. be honest. Um, I probably would have appreciated if you went and if you noticed that something was wrong because and, you didn't. And these days, I probably because I, I I wasn't playing that no. year, was it? No, because yeah, these days if something like that happened, uh, yeah, I would have talked to you a mm. lot better, and I probably wouldn't have even gone. I probably would have. Right, gone, right, all right, we're feeling shit today, so mm. we're going to... Or you yeah. would have been like, no, like, what's wrong? Let's get you dressed, yeah. you know, let's let's do this. Yeah, or the complete opposite, yeah. Whereas you, you kind of just went, okay, you don't, you don't want to go anymore? Okay. Yeah. Are you going to message the girls or you want me to let them know? And I yeah. was like, just leave, honestly, just leave. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, it, it didn't, it wasn't completely negative. I think I really would have appreciated if you went, Oh my god! Like she went from hundred percent one direction. We're going to the football. She got everyone ready, and then she went to get herself ready and completely yeah. flipped and backed out. But then again, a day to myself and my own emotions in that case wasn't terrible. No. Um, I remember messaging my sister and being like, "Oh my god, I just completely flipped out of point. I feel so gross. I all of these things." And then. We kind of hashed it out together. Yeah. Um, but then I, I guess another level of anxiety is just managing two children for me. Two children is a huge step. I know so many people that say one, like the step to motherhood, just one child is yeah. was for them the biggest. Yeah. But 100% for me, it was that step to two. I could mother Scarlett on my, like, per, like not perfectly. No one's fucking perfect. But that... I didn't really struggle stepping into that role. We no. were prepared. Obviously, we had had a miscarriage. We were planning babies. Like, stepping into that role, I'm an auntie. At that point, I was an auntie to, like, seven other kids. Maybe not. No, five. Five other kids. Yeah. Now seven? Yes. yes. Um, So, you know, I'd done about as much research and knowledge as you can well i guess with scarlet you just had you know there's one one per, one kid to one adult whereas now when i'm away you've got two to yourself yeah, and, but and some, go- no but i'm saying i'm just referring to like some people that say stepping into that motherhood role is so demanding and you're constantly learning so for yeah, some people, the, the major step is that motherhood. But for me, what fueled my anxiety was the constant, just just that, well, basically just having two. The yeah, step I, to two was huge. Yeah, well, like obviously I don't get as much of a say in this because like- You don't carry them? You no, don't birth them? No, exactly. But with Scarlett, the main mental load on that was just the the learning and- um, raising a kid, whereas having Teddy and a second child, it, the mental load is purely just the workload and having to stay switched on at all times. What's Scarlett doing? Okay, what's mm-hmm. Teddy doing? Okay, what's Scarlett doing now? Yeah, and you add the sleep depriv- deprivation. Yeah, just going on that as well, there's, I think for both of us, there's the two different types of sleep deprivation. I get like, I switch from one and then to the other straight away, whereas yours always mix. But obviously, one for you would be with the kids or Teddy Scarlet's the perfect sleeper. But not anymore now that she <laughs> now that she 
finds our way to our bed and decides it's Un- her bed. Unfortunately, I, I do think that that is Teddy's fault, though, because yeah. Teddy disrupts the whole house. And so then Scarlet wanders into our room. Yeah. And she's actually, she literally, she used to come into our room and play. So we'd send her straight back to her bed. Yeah. And it was never a co-sleeping arrangement because our bedroom, for some reason, the kids, when they are one, just think it's for play. Even Teddy, if you bring him in now on a bad night, he just goes, sweet, we're, we're playing. Yeah. I don't get it because we never play in there. But all of a sudden, you bring them in in the middle of the night. <laughs> well. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. We never, the kids. They don't go up that end of the house usually. No. No. And so for them, for some reason, you bring them in there at night and they just turn on all the lights and the fan and TV. pull the, you know, they just think it's fun. But in the last probably six months, Scarlett comes up and just goes straight to sleep. So that's okay. I don't mind that. Yeah. So that, so what I was saying is that um, that's one part of the sleep deprivation is having to get up in the middle of the night to the kids or whether they're like sick or whether you've got a feed or well, something on along demand. those lines. You're basically just on call at all times. Yeah. And sort of the other side of that is I found with both of us, it's the procrastination of going to sleep. Because yes. for me, I've I've worked all day. Um, for you, you've had the kids all day. You've had the kids hanging off your ankles. Mm-hmm. And when you get that time to yourself, you want to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Not, necessary, not necessarily productive, but you want to make that your me time. You want to either just scroll through your social media that you haven't got to do all day. Just, yeah, fill your brain but up with that episode, or, Like Watch yeah. that series that you've been meaning to watch. Or the other one, which, like, Teddy goes through different um, sleep regressions. But if I know that he's going to wake before midnight, I don't want to go to sleep and get 15 minutes of sleep if I could just stay up, watch an episode. But then it's such a double whammy because (laughs) – double whammy. Do we say that anymore? Yeah, we do. (laughs) Um, Because – if then they don't wake, you're like, shit, do I go to sleep now? The other night, I stayed up because I was expecting him to wake at 11. He didn't wake at 11. Midnight came. I went to sleep. He woke at 1. And it was it was so tedious. And because he woke at 1 and I had just kind of fallen asleep, he cried. He woke up scarlet. I had been asleep for maybe 30 minutes. And then I had to do the whole thing all over again yeah. with scarlet in my bed at this point. Um, and obviously Scarlet, Scarlet's, Scarlet, Scarlet's toilet trained. Um, so we have to do the toilet and that sort of thing, which is actually not bad if she gets woken in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just that on demand. And then that cycle of the mental game never stops with children because you're constantly like, do I go to sleep? When are they going to wake up? How yeah, much exactly. sleep did they have through the night? Uh, can you kind of hear them? Are they unsettled? Do they have a kind of a cold? Or it just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, for me, the the sort of procrastination of going to sleep, it obviously comes from being at work all day, and then you got so many things that you want to do when you knock off. Whether it, it is just go out for a drink and then, or go to the gym and then trying to catch up with friends and message and keep in touch. It's mm. And by the time you do all that, it's, you know, 
10, 11 o'clock and you get six or less hours sleep. So many nights I'm like, I and I put myself off when you're on day shift on any shift when you're I sleep so much better on night shift do you yeah well like obviously not having not working at home because I don't we don't have kids but um yeah working away and sleeping on night shift it's so much better I I used to go to sleep like straight after I finished my shift have some day and go straight to bed but now I stay up for maybe one or two hours and get a solid Eight hours sleep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lucky you. Lucky me. I don't know the last time I had six hours sleep. I think my average is around the four and a half hours. Yeah. And then normally like half an hour there or here and there. And that is since I was about six months pregnant with Teddy. Do you, <laughs> you don't have anything to no, say I don't about like that? No, no. No. I can't oh, believe so, you just boasted about eight hours sleep for a week straight. I've got to boast about what I can. Oh, honestly, <laughs> I kind of want to like, oh, I don't know what I want to do right now. It's not nice. Okay. <laughs> do you want to talk about that one? That it probably leads on to that. Women and home parents are fucking incredible. Yeah. Well, we kind of have basically just led into all the shit that the mental load and stuff that is of parents at home. But with FIFO, I definitely think was like just you, you're lucky when your partner gets home because you have that. But then often people that work FIFO, the partner then often takes on an extra job when, when their partner's home. Like I work extra hours when Boyd is home. So ultimately as much as you get that freedom when you come home, most people that I would know of try to up their own hours. You know, yeah. if even if it's study, you try to up your study. You don't stop. So when you're that person, you come home often. Like we we spoke about it in the last one, maybe the time before. You come home and you set it up like a holiday. You come home, you turn the TV on, the kids get cartoons and movies and stuff, and I'm like. What is happening? It's not a holiday. And then every week you go back to work and I have to reset like it was a holiday. I have three loads of washing. The kids are in holiday mode and I have to get them out of that, like, you know, fun time by myself. So I think definitely we've started this break specifically off much better, you know, you're not coming home and just turning the TV on straight away. We're having um, different kind of scenarios um, but that's due to us also us communicating and me being like, this is what's happening rather than, but that comes from exhaustion too. Like when I'm really exhausted, I don't tell you anything because I'm literally yeah. like, I can no longer talk about my week. Um, I need to just start this new week. Yeah. And, and when you're exhausted, you let a lot more things slide as well. Like uh, I think a lot of people do it and a lot of people are guilty with it. Like when it comes to kids or anything, like if you had a if you're just flat out exhausted and one of the kids go, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, you just whatever go. You just cave. Yeah. Even just last week, Scarlett was asking for a chocolate, a chocolate, a chocolate, and I was like, you need to eat a piece of fruit. This was my week. Constantly, you need to eat this, and then you can have that. A hundred percent, hands down. And I looked at mum, and I literally went, "It'd be so easy for me to give her this tiny piece of chocolate yeah. that means nothing, would not damage her in any way." But I'm trying to stand my ground. Yeah, you got to set the principle, yeah. 
And at this point, I have energy. So when I have energy, I need to stand my ground. But that's the constant, uh, you know, that's literally life. You go go yeah. back to bed. You need to do this now. Scarlet, you need to go to the toilet now. Like, Yeah, a lot of those things would be so much easier just going, saying yes and just letting them get away with it. But you've got to, yeah, you've got to set the groundwork and. But I have found, so this week I shut off from the world, which was great in hindsight. You can't do this all the time. But I literally let Scarlett dictate. I was like, do you want to go? We're going to go for a walk. Where do you want to go? Do you want to wear gumboots? Literally, let, I said literally a lot. Um, she picked her outfits. She picked her gumboots. She picked her socks, her underwear, everything. And then we walked out the house and I said, which way do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Do you want to take your scooter? And for the morning, every day, for nearly a whole week, obviously there's childcare days and stuff like that where she doesn't get a choice. Um, But for every other day of the week, we did that. Yeah, and I remember you messaging me about it and you were just like, it's just so nice not to have a schedule and just get out of the house, not put the TV on in the morning, get out of the house, get some fresh air and... Do let them go at their own yeah. pace and, and not have to be like, all right, we have to be here or come on, let's mm-hmm. go move on. Yeah, and it's not a half-hour trip where we have something else to get to or we're not meeting somewhere where the, someone where I then am torn between talking to someone and seeing her and, like, other kids. It's just me and my two kids. And as much as I say that's lovely, you can't do it all the time, no. but I definitely found it refreshing for all of us. And then – in the afternoon, I kind of had the idea that it didn't really matter what we did. If she wanted to come home and watch a movie, we would have done that. But with doing that in the morning, then we went outside. And if you follow us on Instagram, like you would have seen, Scarlett set up dinosaur picnics and took baby on a swing yeah. and did all these things with Teddy. And I dug up the back corner of our house, like, um, well, not the back corner of our house, but the block. Yeah. And, um, so it kind of meant that we let her – I just let her do what she wanted. And it's something that I'm definitely going to dedicate a minimum of one day a week, a whole day. Yeah. Where she – we have no time limits, no time frames apart from naps because Teddy is one, needs his nap. Um, but other than that, we have no time frame. Yeah, well, I, I did that today as well. Like, I won't go into details, but, yeah, just not having the TV on in the morning, getting out of the house and doing something. And you just realise how much stress it takes off the kids as well. Like, obviously not Teddy. Teddy's just still, like, too young. But, like, with Scarlett, you just realise she's not stressed out. She's not like, oh, my God, I haven't had, like, TV today. I need to go watch TV. Yeah. She's just like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Yeah. But she's not stressed about food. She's not stressed about where we're going or what we're doing. She's just like, oh. Just enjoying the moment. Cool. Yeah. And you're not – and also I definitely think something that as when you're – for me, I get extremely – the reason I did this ultimately this week of an entire week of no other plans, complete free time was because – Monday came around, I dropped Boyd to the airport and I was already on my last straw. Like I was ready to snap. And I went, if I'm like this for my entire week, 
the kids are, I'm going to react to everything. The yep. kids are going to react. I, we all need to just switch off. Yep. Um, and yeah, like I said, I didn't care if the kids watched movies, if they wanted to. Yeah. It was all about just letting it flow. And, um. It's so bloody nice just taking a break and not having to have that agenda. Like mm-hmm. just, oh no, you sort of let it, not just at their pace, but you sort of go at your own pace as well. Like I, I spent, while Teddy was napping today, I spent all day, well not all day, a few hours. <laughs> few hours yeah doing the same thing like um getting that back corner prepped um with scarlet and it didn't even feel like work mm. it was just fun because mm. at the same time because she loves it yeah i was playing with scarlet and because you include her in it you give her own little shovel and that she thinks it's fun she mm. thinks it's a game and she's included so it, it doesn't feel like you're doing jobs and it's not stressful you're just out having fun yeah. with your family and- like this week i weeded the whole front yard we did the backyard, did the gardening. You did the gardening. Like we're all just we're just involving her. Yep. But it's hard. In saying that, sometimes it doesn't work, and that's the thing. You need to be prepared that it doesn't work. Yep. And sometimes you can't. You, sometimes you're literally like, I need to get this done. Yep. Like we're on a time schedule, and that's that's the issue. It's yeah, because it it is good to be. Be busy when you got something to aim for, I guess. Or if you, if you've got a goal that you want to aim for, it's good to constantly be chipping away at that. But sometimes you just need to take that, yeah, step back and just let it happen. Yeah, just let it happen. Yeah, but that, yeah, I mean, onto like the actual topic that we were discussing was that the people at home are awesome because you don't get to switch off and you yeah. don't have that. I had the luxury of doing that this week and I found that time. But in saying that, I found that time. I made that time to just let it be. I could have crammed this week, 100%. Your calendar's looking a lot emptier this week. It is looking a bit bland this week. But but that is by choice. But in, in saying that, therefore, there are other elements that I lose. So I lose, I have lost catching up with a lot of friends that I could have teed up. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that I lost it. I just didn't take postpone it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well I didn't postpone it. I didn't have the plans. I chose not to make plans. Yeah. But as a person, as a mum, it benefited me. As a mum oh, sure. and my children. But as a person myself, I if I continue down that road I lose my person, myself. Yeah. And so then that's that fine line of being like, well, ultimately if I keep doing this and just letting my kids do what they want to do or like, you know, having free time and doing being completely invested in my children, mm. it's amazing. Yeah, oh, of course. But I lose my own self. Yeah. I literally am a mum. I go to work whatever days I go to work, and then that's it. Yeah. Even, like, for football and stuff, I'm still a mum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's that fine line of being like, I needed that this week. But you know what? I'm probably going to cram the next two months but because otherwise I lose who I am. Yeah, and, that, and that's okay because it, it's, a, it's a reset. 
Like you're having... But it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah, I know. It's yep. such a vicious yep. cycle. And it goes back to you saying... I understand. <laughs> it goes back to you saying that you get eight hours of sleep when you go to work. As much as you're at work and that sucks, you get certain oh, of elements course. of a reset that someone who is home with children don't does not get. But, yeah, being being home with kids, it's a whole... Yeah, but by yourself, it's a whole whole new mental game. Mm. Um, yeah, the work's hard, and there's long hours when you're away. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying it's easy by any means, but you do get a break from that different side of you know mental mental strain. Well, like you're not it, just yeah. pulled in. You're pulled in one direction. Yeah, you're pulled to work. Yeah, and then. You get to then ultimately choose. You have twelve hours after, or may- maybe you have eleven hours. Yeah. No. Which yes, you have sleep yeah. in that. But even that, I'm saying that one of the main things for me is the sleep deprivation. Even if you choose to sleep for eleven hours, you're still way above me. Yeah. You just don't get to achieve anything else, which is what you were talking about before. Like the things that you do to either help your own sanity or. Mm. Whether you yes. you want to keep your own identity and you know keep doing the things that you do, but usually. you do you get seven days to pick yeah. that, yeah, and yeah, you I, get I, to go. Okay, I'm going to sleep for four days, yeah, and then the rest of it, I'm going to do something for me, or I'm going to I'm going to yeah. go to the pub, yeah. see the boys, I'm yeah. going to catch up, I'm going to do whatever else. I don't have that luxury. If the kids call me, the kids call me. I'm yeah. literally on call. At all, all times. And it goes even to work. Like, at all times, I have to prep the kids to be as most versatile as possible. And then I have to have my phone on me at all times. You're not in the vicinity to even pick up a phone and understand what's happening with the kids. No. So it's all on me at all times. Absolutely. Um, Even when I leave the kids with you, sometimes you'll be like, oh, is this normal? Like... Ted's got this. Scarlett's doing this. Like, not so much these days. No, but yeah. definitely when Ted was younger, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you'd be like, "Is this normal?" I'd have to write you a list before because so much changes in a week, and yep. that is all so draining. And then you get to work, and you're like, "Shit, did I tell you this? Did I tell you this?" Yeah, because when, like, when we had Scarlett, I'd see her every day because I was still brief. doing. No, the, not on day shift. Night shift. No. No, not on day shift. Day shift, yeah. But with Teddy, Teddy's a purely a FIFO baby. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I go a week without seeing him. And then it's so much, I'm going from zero to one year old, it's everyone knows how much it's, it, things change in one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like, I get, yeah, that's just basically what we're saying is so <laughs> whoever is at home, appreciate them. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, which probably leads on to one of the things that we've sort of, I don't know, not grown into but noticed with this pod. I, I think, yeah, it, it's sort of confer- like confirmed, <laughs> but how well me and you work as a team. Yeah, we're very good as a team. Yeah. Like we ha- obviously have our moments. Like, like- we are the dream team. I'm here tooting tootin our horn, all right? Horn. Toon, tooting our horn. Yeah, toot your own horn. You haven't heard that saying? 
Have you not yeah, heard that saying? Of course I have. It's happening. <laughs> anyway, next point. No, no, we we do. We work really well as a team. We have our moments where we're screaming down each other's throat, but no, we don't. We don't ever actually scream at each other. But we clash. There, that's a that's a good one. We clash. Yeah, we do clash because you go into your sh- your personality is to go into your shell and not talk. Yeah, and my personality is to uh probably the same. Huff and puff. I try and I try and display it in different ways. Yeah. And huff and puff, and then I explode. After she puffed, did she blew her? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I'll slam a few cupboards. Um But now I just kind of I I have to yeah. Now I just kind of go, Are you fucking right? Yeah. That was a dick move. And you'll be like, What are you talking about? What? what? And I'll be like, are you serious? Like, how did you not just see what you just did? And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, that was shit. Fuck off. 100%. You'd literally, I'm trying to like specifically think of something. Literally, I'll be in the cupboard and you'll walk past, grab something out and close the cupboard. And I'll be like, I'm in here. Hmm. I'm just just saying an example. Okay. Yeah. But- I oh, know it doesn't really sound like it, but we do work well as a team. I think we. Oh yeah, sorry. We we were we were talking ourselves up, not negative. <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, we we push each other along really well to achieve our goals and to, like we said before, just help each other when we notice that the other one's either not struggling, but um, just needs a helping hand. Or I definitely think that it's something um, that by it, honestly everything falls back to that communication. Yeah. It's just. By being so, I mean, I am a very talkative person as it is, and often I have a bit of word vomit, so I kind of just explode. No, you don't. What are you um, talking about? So, and often the thing is I explode after a couple of drinks, and Boyd will literally be, I said literally um, Boyd will be calming down on the couch and he's like fully into a movie and I'll be like, so, you know, on this documentary that we watched three years ago and this happened, this relates to this and this relates to this. And he'll be like, holy shit, like what? He gave me a half hour lecture on the Port Arthur massacre last, <laughs> last night. I watched that the night before. So, yeah. I was like, yep. Cool. <laughs> I have a bit of word vomit and I get really into things. Yeah, you're very passionate. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, Boyd will often just blow it off. But I think that goes back to the first thing that we started talking about is that Boyd would just kind of take everything that I said and think of it as word vomit ultimately. And now he's kind of, well, yeah, you're kind of distinguishing between what you should acknowledge as something that we should talk about more or something that you should just think about a little bit more in comparison to me word vomiting about documentaries and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not saying everyone should start a podcast or anything like that, but I don't know, not not even taking the time to just have like a a half an hour or like an hour conversation of deep I don't know, deep conversation every week, but I, I think this is not forced us, but it's been good to just have this time allocated where we just we just talk. We just talk, yeah. And I definitely felt like And yet yeah, yes, it's public, but well, it's not public when we make it. No, no, like we yeah, we can crop 
heaps of stuff out if we really want to. We, we don't actually do a lot, but we yeah, it's if we hit a topic that we want to discuss further, we talk it out and yeah, it's it's just good. Like Yeah, I definitely think so in the past when we would have conversations on the couch, I would often get quite shitty because you wouldn't listen. Yeah, well, t- TV's on, we're distracted. Right now, everything goes off. Like, uh, TV's off, our phones are on silent. Yeah. Just reminding you, you're on strike two, so one more. And- <laughs> My phone is not on silent. Well, you're lucky then. Um, but, yeah, like, we, I would just start talking and I'd get really invested in something and I'd, I'd it could be about us, it could be about something random and I'd get really invested and Boyd would just not be there and... I definitely find by doing this, just having that time, we sit at the table, we just talk, we're mapping things out together and and actually just, yeah, really being a team. And I feel like we have that open space to just talk. And like Boyd said, if we talk about something on here, it's not live. I can tell Boyd anything I want and we can get rid of it. But I just think... Yeah, just having that nothing else is in the way. We're both fully absorbed in each other's topic and I think it, it's really nice. It's fun. It's fun. It is, yeah. Um, And I just feel like it's just you and me have just created a whole new level of you and me. Yeah, cause, and I think we're not afraid to be ourselves either. Like I'm, like Kayla said before, I'm a pretty quiet person and I used to – I used to worry about that, like talking to new people and that, that I might not necessarily say it, but like I'd get the vibe that I'm definitely a, a quiet person and uh, I'd find it hard to make conversation, but I've just accepted that's kind of the person I am. And I sort of, when I started this podcast, I was a bit, I don't know, I guess I had that sense of imposter syndrome. Like I didn't really know. Well, I knew what I was talking about, but I'd, I had a feeling that uh, a lot of other people would go, you know, with a bit more experience than me. You're right, mate. She empty now. <laughs> she empty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of other people would listen to this and go, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." You know, you've you've been only mining, you know, less than 10 years. You've been underground for less than two years. You don't know what you're talking about, mate. But this isn't, I know, it's not really any advice we're giving on here. It's just purely our experience. We're having a good old chat. Yeah, having a good old chat. And, you know, we are hoping it's helping people. I know these last few weeks it's gotten a, gotten a bit more casual and, um, Kayla is obviously taking the role on full time now. Being, I've gotten better in boys' words. Yeah, yeah, gotten better. <laughs> but yeah, with with Kayla co-hosting now, it's um, it's made it a lot more fun because when I was trying to do these recordings by myself, yeah, they might have turned out all right at the end, but it'd take me ten times as long to record. I'd have to keep <laughs> stopping and starting, and um, it's just so much more fun recording these with Kayla and um, hopefully other people in the future. We are having a lot more fun. Um, we do have a few people on that topic. We do have a few people lined up to come on board um, to have a chat to you guys. So on that, if you want to reach out and let us know certain topics or certain things that you want to hear about, even between me and Boyd, like we're pretty much an open book 
I've always been an open book in terms of talking to people in person. When it comes to social media, I'm a bit more closed off, but I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to be the same person that I am in person out here. Trying to... Yeah, give less of a shit of what people think about it. And that, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, we, we sort of want to show ourselves, you know, we don't want to give off a fake impression of who we actually are. I don't like, think we've done that. Like I was saying, I'm a, I'm a pretty quiet person in, in person in real life, but I think this has sort of forced me to, to talk and actually, you know, develop these skills that I, I was lacking. I think this goes into a, like – Ultimately, what we came on here to talk about is what we've learned and what we're doing. And we're trying to really, um, I guess, challenge. Are you right now? I don't want to crack the beer right next to the mic. Well, it would have sounded better if you did. Um, (laughs) We're we're all all about the ambience here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're trying to step out of our comfort zones a bit here. So for Boyd and I both to be public on here... We do kind of want you all to know that this is really out of our comfort zones. Um, For sure, yeah. I am very public, like I just said, very public in person. I'll openly tell everyone anything if that's where the topic goes. But in terms of online and stuff like that, I kind of shut off. And Boyd, like you just said, he's very quiet, doesn't hold conversation ultimately well. No. Um, After a few of these, I do. Yeah, yeah. So this is what we. This is what we're doing. We're trying to push ourselves, and the main one of the main reasons. Well, the main reason that I started this was because this takes me out of my comfort zone completely. And because initially, when I was talking to you about, I remember I brought up the idea with you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's kind of cool." Like, oh yeah, and I'm like, "I got to buy this this microphone. It's going to cost a little bit, but I I definitely need it." Obviously, you're all on board with the new laptop that we got because you can use it as well. Mm. I've got to spend a bit of money on this microphone and you're like, mm, okay, yep, all right. But you're, you're still supportive from day dot and sort of once I got you on for that first episode, things started ticking over and um, it's been it's been good to watch you like, yeah, grow into it a lot more. Yeah, well, I definitely, like we said about anxiety, we I spoke about anxiety with being a mum and having Ted and sleep deprivation and stuff like that. But probably ultimately my biggest anxiety that as an adult I've come to realize is that I was so, I have so much still anxiety about myself and my whole person. I, I am a loud, goofy, (laughs) just honestly, anything goes kind of person and I find that often I'll have a couple of drinks and often I hear or like people be like, oh, wow, you were really drunk last night. And I'll kind of be like, or oh, that's just me. And I kind of let my guard down. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. And a lot of people don't know. A lot of people just go, oh, that's drunk, Kayla. Yeah. And a, a lot of people don't know that when I'm home and when I'm in my comfort zone, especially my little family and a few people, um, that's me. Yeah. You know, you yeah. come into my house and I'm going to dance around the house. I'm going to be a sarcastic bitch <laughs> and I'm going to- drink, l- drink wine and listen to 90s R&B. Yeah, like, and I'm just going to let everything go. But a lot of people, and I've always found, especially basically since I was a teen, like I started drinking, had an older boyfriend, 
um, when I was young, like I was 15. And so, so many people just know me as that's my personality when I drink. Oh, of course. Yeah. But it's kind of being that person openly when I'm not, that's what I struggle with. Because at least when you drink, you get that, I was drunk. Sorry. I'm sure everyone feels that. Yeah. And so, like, I have so much anxiety about being just who I am all round. And I think that's something that I've found comfort in being a mum. I'm just my own person. But by doing this, I'm stepping out of my zone and being like, I am this person all the time. Yeah. And if you don't like me, I'm now at this point where I just do not give a shit. Like, I just don't care. If you do not fill up my cup. Yeah. I do not need you around. That's something that we've really taken on like these last couple of months is if anyone sort of that drains our cup rather than fills it, um, yeah, it's – yeah, we, we we don't need that sort of shit in our lives. So, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, there are well, – that was really that. Unfortunately, there are some elements that do drain your cup and you do continue to do – um, of course, and everyone has their own lives and their own stuff going on. So, like, when, when I was saying, like, you do one little thing to wrong us and you're gone. Oh, gosh, but- no. No, we still we still love not everyone. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we, we've got a big understanding that people have their own problems and their own stuff going on that, yeah, if they're having a couple of off days and um, they're not normal around you, it's it's not the end of the world, but you know if if it's, it becomes a consistent thing, there and, has to be give and take. Yeah, in every relationship, and yep. I've definitely found that more with being a parent. I have so much other things calling me back here, and and it, it takes so much effort for me to go out with my children and put in an effort. If I don't kind of get that even an an inch back then you're kind of draining yeah. my, like, and honestly, I don't know. I don't have to, another, like, thing, I hate having to just reassure people on this podcast that what I'm saying doesn't mean 100%, like, inaccuracy, 100%, that's what I mean. Like, if I have a whinge about my kids, it doesn't mean I don't. I, sh- I don't have to, reassure everyone how much I love my children. And if I say something like, oh, you know, if you don't fill up my cup, we're done. Like I don't mean that we're done. Like I just mean we are prioritizing things in our life that if it's draining, if it's too exhausting, I might not do that. Yeah. And it might be that day, it might be that month, it might be that year that I don't put myself in that position to drain my cup. Yeah, and – you know, you might just catch us on the day where we go, no, I'm going to put myself first. Like this week where I literally didn't make any plans and I said, no, I'm just prioritizing my kids and that is it. I had a couple of people that I saw. I had a couple of people that I said, I'll see. I even, I'm terrible at responding to people in text messages. Another one, another level of anxiety. I get so much anxiety that my communication's going to come across wrong in a text message. Yeah. So I often then think about it for too long and then never even reply. Get distracted and then you forget about it. Because I think about it too much and I'm like, oh, I'll write it out. And then I'm like, oh, shit, does that sound wrong? Does that sound like I'm being bitchy? Like, that's not what I meant. 
Um, so then I have so much anxiety about that and long messages. So much anxiety about long messages. Um, but even what, sending him or receiving him. Because you send me like a you send me the Bible half the time. I don't have anxiety about you. Yeah, you don't care what I think. That's no, why. I don't. I don't give anything. I give you everything, whether it's good, bad, ugly, exactly, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't have any inch of um, second thought. You know, second yeah. thoughts with you. Um, and that is definitely not a bad thing at all. It's it's yeah, you're an open book. That's it. So that's what I'm trying to be you're on 100% here. You're 100% yourself around me. That's what we're both trying to be yeah. on here, isn't it? Of Just course. You're trying to be a bit more lively. <laughs> a bit more, what are you talking about? No, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be a bit more, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think. <laughs> nah. I'm, does it make sense if I say you're trying to express a bit more that goes on in your brain? Because um, often like when we get into a public space, I think I think I think I used to give too much of a fuck of what people thought about me. Yeah, I think that's it. And by saying, I think the reason I don't talk a lot is because I don't want to come across like one thing I might say might come across as stupid. Whereas or bitchy yeah, or, or catty. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. And they might go, "Oh, why? Why are you saying that?" Like you know, mm-hmm. but. In reality, you know, it, it might just be that one out of ten thing I say is stupid and the rest might actually get a conversation flowing. And mm. Do you think, um, I hate to draw it back to this, but do you think that maybe it has something to do with being put down earlier in your life and, and being... No, uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. It's it, it's just who I am. I, 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 don't, I don't mind being a quiet person. It's just a... It's it's just my personality. Like I don't. But you're not quiet at home. That's what I mean. Like you're not you're not fully that person. No, no. But when we get into a bigger space, you definitely draw into yourself. Yeah, well, I'm definitely an introvert for sure. But I guess at at home I can feel a hundred percent comfortable. Whereas, yeah, maybe you know when I'm out socially or or at work or stuff, I, I still feel like I have to restrict myself and not be. 100%. 100%. Yeah. In terms of work, because you just mentioned that, yeah. I definitely find uh, you talk about mates and stuff at work so much more than you ever used to. Do you feel an element of just being yourself at work so much more now or do you still draw into yourself? Yeah, I definitely draw into myself still. Yeah. Like uh, I love everyone there. Like the you can have some good banter with, with pretty much everyone there and um, it's just – yeah, I, I know there's still some element. I don't know what it is, but that's holding me back. Do you think you ever overcome that, or do you think that is too much of your personality, or do you think it was trained no, into I, you? I, th- I think I think I will. Yeah. So you think it was trained into you more than like I'm not saying like they. If it's your own natural personality, then you don't really outgrow that no, so much. No, because I don't know. It's just developed. Over the years, I guess, because yeah, I, I definitely didn't used to be like this. I used to be very so. I guess, I guess I've just got my. I'm at the point in my life where I've got my own people in my corner, all my friends, and yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's another thing that we've really learnt with doing this podcast is that not everyone is going to barrack for you. No. Not everyone is going to be on your side, and we always knew that, but yeah. it, it's really kind of enhance that and it's built 
you have so much so much anxiety when we first started this. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And so much going, people aren't going to be there for us and support us. But then it's that element of, I don't know, something's kind of clicked. It hasn't fully clicked over. We still have that, trust me. It's this element of going, you know what? I understand that not everyone's going to barrack for us. Not everyone is going to be here for us and not everyone is going to understand us. So there are so many people on the negative side. Yeah. And then there is a small portion of people that are going to understand us. Yeah. A small portion that are going to barrack for us even if they don't understand us. And that's about it. Well, like, yeah, I was, I was just about to say it goes the other way as well. Like, I was, when we started this, I was expecting to cop a lot of shit. Like, like a lot of guys joke about it. Like, um, oh, you know, you're the guy that started the podcast sort of thing. And <laughs> But it is good overall. Like, we talk about like that in a group. But one-on-one, people like, people are giving really good feedback and mm. it's been sort of accepted really well. Yeah. And yeah, it, like, and then you hear people, uh, like especially random people I don't even know. They're like, "Oh, I'm loving, loving your podcast. I even got my my husband or my wife or yeah. my family onto it as well, and even guys I work with, um, and girls I work with. They're like, "Yeah, I got my partner onto it as well." And yeah. yeah, it's just so good. It's- but I think that goes towards like, so we could have easily used one of our current Instagrams or anything like that to like then just enhance this, and we we started afresh on our own page because yep. we wanted people that wanted to follow this page and wanted to hear what we were talking about, not just people that we already knew. Yep. Um, so we have a small following, a very small following, and, you know, it's as much as it's small, it's actually really, really nice because... It's a lot more intimate because even these people that we've never heard of before they're messaging in and then you post something a week later and they message in again yeah. and they and you start to form this like this relationship with someone that you didn't even know two weeks ago yeah and, like kayla would say something and i'd be like oh yeah this this person messaging again and she's like oh yeah isn't that the one that messaged the other night and yeah, yeah it's yeah it, it's awesome like building these relationships with people that are in the same boat as us and that can relate to the stuff we talk about it. So but have like, actually chosen to follow yeah. and chosen to listen. And, you know, it's really it's really intriguing and, you know, I, we love it. We love hearing from you guys because it helps us know if we're hitting the right spot. Yeah. Um, but also we have, as much as, you know, you say about the imposter syndrome and so many people would be like, you don't know about this. You don't know about this. Yeah. But maybe we do. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. we just haven't talked about it. Or maybe it is a side thing for us and it's not an issue. But we can still, if you tell, like, maybe we do know. And for us, this is this is our life. Yeah, that, that's, and I think that's why I think we've taken, like I put it on Instagram last week, but about asking whether you know, you'd, you'd want to hear more of the info-based stuff or whether you want us to keep more casual how we have been going. But I just find these casual conversations like a lot, a lot more fun and I think a lot more relatable to people at home. Well, I think this, this we started this topic and we went way off so oh, many we've, times. We go on so many um, tangents. It's, yeah. So this was supposed to be very much more dot-pointed 
Um, but we we kind of just dribbed and drabbed. Yeah, and that's that's why it's so much easier having Kayla on here full time now because I'm amazing. Because you're amazing. No, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say no. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just it's because. Obviously, when you started out, it's you just get a honeymoon period. You're checking the stats every hour, seeing who's listening to honeymoon it. Honeymoon period? Mate, yeah. that was years ago. Just, just <laughs> we're nearly done. Just You're over your word count anyway. So. <laughs> I'm well over my word count. So, yeah, you go through that honeymoon period where you just, you know, you, you're checking up on everything every five minutes. And then for me, after about like four or five episodes or three or four episodes, it was like, okay, now it's getting not not like in a bad way but it's like oh shit i've got to yeah got to put the time aside to record this oh we definitely hit the um we were drained yeah we were ha- do we keep basically do we push through this yeah and well, keep going that's exactly it it was like oh well we've we haven't gone that far yet but it for me it was like oh i'm just gonna it's just gonna be one of those things that i've started again and given up on but um, we've we've pushed through and we're going to keep, continue keep pushing through because I actually we're yeah, having a lot of fun. We, are, we and, really like it. And it's it's not oh we've got to record the podcast. It's like all right, we'll just we'll just set the mic and the laptop up. We'll pour ourselves a drink and we'll have a have basically a bit of a chat. just what are we going to chat about? That's all we say. Yep. We say what are we going to chat about? Um, you know, we both have a bit of brainstorm through the week. Yeah, and we go okay, pick a topic. What are we going to chat about tonight? Exactly. And we just sit here and. And a lot of the time we will put it to you guys because obviously you're the ones listening to it and we want to keep you guys happy. But if there's something we really want to push, we'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's all about you guys and helping you out. And- no, it's not. Well, Sorry, no. it's not. It's not about you guys. Sorry. Not, not at the end of the, at the middle of the day. It's about you guys. But <laughs> <laughs> midday, you, we'll catch up for brunch. No, but- it's honestly, it's about all of the above. It's... This this whole episode is about how it has helped us. Yeah. And as much as we have gone off topic so many times, it's just to to show how much we have developed in our own relationship by just talking and communicating and by having a set time where we just drop all other things and talk to each yep. other. Oh, of course. Um and then, yeah, you've got the other elements of by doing this, what's benefited us. We're so much more driven. We have, you know, we've now sat down and discussed 10 other things that we want to do with ourselves and and we're just nonstop now. Yep. And I feel like we had hit a bit of a snag. Um, you know, we're in that point with like, two kids. We don't know if we're going to have more. What are we doing with ourselves? Do I go back into a full-time role? Do I want to continue that? What do you want to do? Yeah. How much longer do you want to stay? And we hit a bit of a snag. And now by starting this, we're we're so much more, let's start this, let's do this, let's do this. And we're just busy. We're yeah. so busy. So busy, yeah. We've got so many plans in front of us, a few, a few little things up our sleeve. So we are, Nothing for you guys, sorry. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep that quiet for now. But, um, yeah, we've just... Absolutely loved doing this and uh, although it can be stressful at times and there's even tonight we were just like, oh, do we just want the night off because... No, no, no. It wasn't even like that was like a five minute thing. Yeah. But then we went to record and Teddy screamed for 30 minutes straight. Yeah. So... No, yeah. It's just (laughs) one of those things where 
it comes to the night and you just we're just like oh do we just want to have a chill out night but no we'll, we'll we'll just get it done we'll get it out of the way and then we actually set everything up and we pour our drink out like all right this is we get into it and it's it's just refreshing it's mm. good just to talk about it and yeah and we just really enjoyed it yeah we're just having a lot of fun so we hope yeah. you are too yeah because we're i mean actually we don't really care <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. You either enjoy it or you don't. Yeah. Um, but we're really enjoying it. So either yeah. keep listening or don't. And the people that the people that are following it and messaging in, you're our type of people. So. Um, and we love it. And, and yeah, it, it's really pushing us along and making us feel uh, a lot less anxious about this whole thing. But if you've got any constructive criticism, anything that we can improve, don't don't you know feel. Like you don't have to message in. Like we'd love to hear that as well because we want to make this show as best as we can. And but um, if you're going to be a bitch about it, don't be <laughs> <laughs> be prepared to feel the wrath because I will be handing my phone to Kat. <laughs> but yeah, for anything that you want to send our way, hit us up at JustaFifeFM on Instagram is probably the best way to get in touch with us. Um, the only way. Oh, you can. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Snapchat us. We don't have a Snapchat. That's not possible. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, get in touch with us on Instagram. It's the best way to keep in touch with uh, – keep track of what we're up to. There's a lot of stuff that – We're trying to be better yeah. with um, Instagram. It's pushing our – again, it's making us learn. And I so, ultimately, with I film for Boyd every other day. Yeah, so for those – for those who haven't noticed, when, when I'm up at work, Kayla does a lot of the um, stuff that she gets up to at home. I'm very lazy when I'm up at work, so I don't do that many things. I think it was one day at church. Uh, church. Quick. Can you explain to people what church is? Sunday morning beers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, I uploaded a quick boomerang at the at the. I know. It was terrible. And- it was not good. <laughs> but- you need to learn. But Kayla does most of probably, what, you reckon 80% of the social media stuff? Yes. But I just want to reiterate that what I upload, I'm not taking out of my day for you guys. Sorry. This is what I... It's just as the day flows. This is... So, what I upload is probably maybe 5% of what I send to Boyd on a day. Yep. I... I send everything to Boyd so that I don't have to discuss my day with Boyd. If he wants to pull things out from the day and be like, how was this? How was this? Yep. That's great. But I don't have to tell any, anything. So when I upload photos and and videos, they are videos that I already send to Boyd. Yep. And, and yeah, obviously, if you haven't realized, just full, full disclosure, like we both have access, like we both look at all your messages and everything on the same account. But if you want to ask us a question personally or... Um, we kind of assess or, who it's directed yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. But if you specifically want to direct a question at us, you can either just include our name in the message or we've got links to our own personal profiles on the Justify for Fam Instagram page. You can hit us up on privately. So, yeah, keep um, getting in touch with us and, yeah, send your feedback through. We're, like I said, we're absolutely loving it and we're in... I think we're hitting new strides in this in this podcast. Are we? I don't know. Hitting lots of wine. I think I'm just rambling. We are rambling because we've had way too much wine. Yeah. But, yeah, keep tuning in, keep getting in touch with us, and we hope to hear from you soon. Bye.